Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box. The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks. These are interviews that were done prior to the official season one and two of Out The Box Talks. Enjoy. Welcome to another edition of the Artist Spotlight here on Out The Box Radio. I'm your host Krill. Tonight our guest is an MC hailing from the great city of Detroit, Michigan. We heard from him first on the J-Lib track, Strapped. He also appeared on the producer Jay Dilla's Rough Draft and Shining LPs. He represents one-third of the hip-hop group Random Acts, featuring the late Sean Price and Black Milk as members. He has been an official Stone Store Records artist for well over some years now, and recently released his latest LP entitled Detroit Sun on September 11th. He has collaborated on projects with producers such as Madlib, Ono, Apollo Brown, Eric Lau, Small Professor, Black Milk, and now Catalyst. It is my absolute pleasure to feature him as the spotlight for our show tonight. So without further ado, Out the Box World, I bring to you, live on the line tonight, the Detroit son himself, my homie, Guilty Simpson. Welcome to Out the Box, brother. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Appreciate appreciate you having me. Gotta give you credit, man. That's one of the dopest intros I ever had. You know? <laughs> wow. You made, you, made, you, made, you made your man feel like a champion of this rap stuff right there. <laughs> you are, brother. You are, man. And I, I, <laughs> no, no, I, no. <laughs> I just want to thank you again for being on the line, man. It's been a minute I've been trying to, you know, you know, connect with you for an interview since we launched the station, even even before, like, when it was just a podcast, you know. So, um, again, thank you for taking the time. We got a lot to talk about tonight. What I usually like to do when we start these interviews is um, take it a little bit back to your history, okay. you know. So, first and foremost, you know, tell us about your history coming up and when did that point come where you felt like a career in music was something you wanted to do? Uh, it was probably like, uh, say probably like mid nineties, probably like 90, 90, 96 or something like that. Probably, um, I, I kind of was getting kind of serious. Um, I had some homeboys that was, uh, rhyming that I went to high school with that, um, uh, was taking it more serious, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, definitely more experience. I was just a casual listener, you know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, I kind of got involved like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they was, uh, they was getting busy. I had a homeboy named Bliss that was, uh, making the beats and it was like, uh, different groups, mm-hmm. uh, within the crew called, uh, the Almighty Dreadnoughts, you know what I'm right. saying? You know, I, grew, I joined this rhyme crew and, uh, you know, that, that, that's pretty much how I got started. I got started as a solo artist. Uh, Guilty was my name. Simpson wasn't added to my name at that time. It was just Guilty. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, so that, that, that's how I, uh, you know, that's ultimately how I got started. And uh, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really think of it as a, uh, even though they had, you know, they had more uh, dreams and visions of making it a career. At that time, I was just really just trying to get experience in it. You know, I was, like I said, I was a serious fan of hip hop. So mm-hmm. and I, I, I respected it so much that I wanted to, actually get nights before I wanted a deal, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Right, I kind of right. wanted to, you know, learn how to rap. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know, I, I really grew up, you know, loving the MC, uh, MC element of it. Right. Um, so 
Uh, and that, that's kind of what gravitated me towards it. So um, I kind of got busy doing that. And uh, as I started doing it, you know, um, I started getting recognized in the city uh, from frequenting open mics, rhyming like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I met um, my man's Mr. Porter from D12, also known as a uh, uh, con artist. Con you know artist, yep, um, that's right. Right, right, right. So um, I got I got plugged up with him, and he was one of the first people that kind of saw me rhyming, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I want to work with you in the studio, you know, and he was somebody from the other side, so to speak, you know, somebody that, um, uh, you know, that I, I knew that was getting uh, an actual rap check, you know. Right, uh, right. So, you know, I, you know, I started, um, I got in the studio with him shortly after I connected with uh, the late, great Jay Dilla. That's right. And, you know, after that, you know, it was kind of like a chain reaction of uh, uh, dope happiness for me. You know what I'm saying? I always had dreams and, and ambition mm-hmm. of being uh, an artist that made a living rhyming. But um, at the same time, I was still just trying to hone my craft uh, in the open mics, just keeping my story sharp. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, that was my story, really. Nice. Now, as I understand, your father and grandfather have a background in music. What's what's that history like, man? Give us a little history about you know growing up with that that support. Um, um, well, uh, my grandfather, um, late great uh, Billy Simpson Jr. Mm. Uh, he's uh, from Fort Smith, Arkansas. He uh, had his his home. Uh, he also had a barber shop, which was attached to his home, and he mm-hmm. played the saxophone. Uh, Played a little bit of trumpet, guitar, you know, played a little bit of everything. Grandpa right. was very talented, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think he was, um, he's at least my first memories of music. I remember traveling down there and, you know, seeing, uh, seeing his instruments and seeing his guitar and stuff, you know. Not really, not really know how to play, you know, just kind of watching him play. My mm-hmm. father was a very dope, uh, uh, uh alto saxophonist, you know what wow. I'm saying? He's very dope. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, he used to just, just kind of uh, be in groups and stuff and uh, join bands uh, down south. He lives in Alabama, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he used to uh, he used to join bands and, you know, play casually like that, you know, kind of, you know, not necessarily uh, seriously as a career, but he's very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the dopest saxophones I've ever heard in my life, you know. Wow. So that's, that's, that's kind of like my early memories uh, mm-hmm. of music, you know, that kind of instilled in me even though I was more involved in uh, sports and sure. more interested in that, you know what I'm saying? I still uh, uh, had music instilled in you know, my values, for sure. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play any instruments when you were younger? Uh, no, nah, not really. Um, mm-hmm. My father tried to get me to play uh, uh, guitar. Um, I tried to casually play that, you know what I'm saying? But I, like I said, I was more uh, in the sports. sports. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 th- I thought the band was for halftime in the football game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, ultimately, I wanted to play football. But now, um, in hindsight, if I would have did that, at the same time, he tried to introduce a guitar to me, maybe at seven or eight years old. If I, right. I, in hindsight, I feel like if I would have you know, played the guitar from seven or eight years old, just imagining how ill I would be right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, word, word. And it kind of reminds hey, but, yeah, it kind of reminds me of a story that I, you know, Flying Lotus told one time about how he he wanted to be a filmmaker, and uh, his his aunt, the great Alice Coltrane, you know, always knew that he had music in his blood, 
and that eventually he would you know he would come back to you know wanting to do that it, it kind of similar that story is kind of similar to that the fact that i didn't yeah, know right, that you right, had yeah. that kind of background but it, it came back full circle eventually you know in the form of hip-hop which is is mm-hmm. definitely music as well so yeah right right pretty that's dope true. Definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, you're one of the last artists that um I can recall Dilla advocated for, you know, while he was alive. I've always been curious to know why do you think or what do you think he saw in you that made him so supportive of you? Like, do you recall, like, any instances where he might have expressed his excitement for you as an artist and him just wanting to see you win, like? Um, I think, uh, I mean, he always made reference to the point of, uh, he thought I could write anything, you know what I'm saying? He thought I could write, you know, any record, you know what I'm saying? He thought he felt like I could, um, I don't know if people kind of realize it, but in a short period of time, I wrote a song, Take Notice With Him, which was, you know, kind of mm-hmm. just some rap and stuff, but right. also did a song called Stress, um, uh, which is a real big record, you know what I'm saying? I did a song called Man's World, you know what I'm saying? I did a song called uh, I Must Love You, you know what I'm right. I did different kind of tracks Definitely. with him, you know, they were different kind of concepts, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of, it challenged me to write uh, different stuff, so we had just unique kind of records, even to this day, you mm-hmm. kind of go through uh, my music, you know what I'm saying? I have some, uh, clap your hands, you know what I'm saying? I have distinctive records off the J. Dilla music that kind of, you know, to kinda, in my in my opinion, um, they have a staying power and they kind of stick out, you know what I'm saying? I think that um, he just kind of saw the potential. You know, sometimes I think I, I'm, I'm living like a bizarro career, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, might have been, you know, total different way if Dilla was here. You know, like we had so much, so many plans to do certain things, you know, like, wow. yo, we're going to you know, do this, we're going to do this album, we're going to you know, do this. And, you know, even Mr. Porter was involved uh, in some of the plans that we was going to do. Like I said in the beginning of the interview, he was like the first person I met. But Dilla also was somebody that worked with Mr. Porter in his early stages of making beats. So they was cool. And in reference to me being an artist, they were both going to work on my projects also. You know what right. I'm saying? So it was like, you know, like an ill I mean, excuse me, an ill connection. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, how all that came about. But, Definitely. You know, um, you know, real, you know, realistically, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, you know, it, 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 it happened like this for a reason, but um, it just feels like, you know, I still think of, you know, all the different stuff that would have happened. You know, a lot of the music that's my library would have been, you know, over the other stuff. We would have created new stuff. It wouldn't have been, you know, the same beats that everybody here, the same Dilla pieces, not necessarily. I would have wrapped over those. But he was creating new stuff, you know. Another track I did, Make It Fast, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he made that beat in 10 minutes with just being around me, you know. Wow. He found the record, chopped up the record, and, you know, he was recording, you know. 30 minutes later, after I got things right, you know, it was, the chemistry was really like that in the lab. So, um, I think that's the thing that he really saw and what I could do is just the potential, uh, you know, I think it was limitless of what kind of records we could, we could create. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, in a 
weird way, we challenged each other, each other mm-hmm. and inspired each other to do stuff. And he also told me that, you know, uh, the freshness and what I brought to the table right. inspired him to do new stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I thought that was humbling, you know, just something that I would always uh, carry with me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, forever, you know what I'm saying, for sure. Wow, man. That's great, man. You know, I always wanted to ask you that question. And it's just really dope to even hear that it went that in depth. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I definitely want to actually talk a little bit about this new album that you just released the other day on Stone's Throw Records with uh, the Quakers producer Catalyst, Detroit Sun. Uh, when yeah. I saw the when I saw the album title, I was like, okay, this makes sense. But I was curious to know what made you want to actually do a full-length album with Catalyst. You know, just give us a briefing into his production background and beat-making approach that you appreciated. Um, well, I kind of, I kind of uh, randomly met uh, Catalyst. Um, I was, um, uh, he was working uh, with a guy named Jeff Barrow from uh, uh, Portishead. Jeff Barrow is the guy behind Portishead. Okay. Um, I'm not. Um, you know, a, a, a sick group from the UK yeah, made incredible music. Um, yeah, right. So, um, uh, what happened was, uh, I went to uh, Australia. I was on tour in Australia, and uh, he knew someone from Stone's Throw, so he reached out to me. He had my email, reached out to me, and asked me, you know, if you know me and Fat Cat, my homeboy Fat Cat, was on the road with me too. Shout out to him. Uh, he asked if we wanted to, uh, you know, come kick it, listen to some beats, and smoke a little. You know what I'm saying? We was bored in Australia, you know, wasn't too much else to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, um, uh, you know, we decided, you know, I that fat cat, we decided to, you know, go ahead and do something. So uh, he came through, scooped us, we went over there and smoked, and uh, we vibed out. So he kind of told us who he was, and, you know, I knew who Jeff Barrow was, and I was familiar with what he said, so... It's like wow, you know what I'm saying? So he played beats, and he was a super sick producer. So mm-hmm. uh, we made the connection then. You know what I'm saying? Me and Fat Cat uh, did a record with him then that was eventually used on him and Jeff Barrow's uh, album. Uh, and they have a group together called Quakers that I referred right. to. Um, and me, we did a feature on there called War Drums for that album. And then I also did a song with Med, my label mate from Stones Throw, mm-hmm. uh, called Fit uh, a Happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a song that's for the uh, that album, that very same album, uh, Quakers album. Sure. Um, so any anyway, um, to kind of fast forward, uh, we stayed in contact. Um, he always would send me crazy beats, and eventually Quakers got signed on Stone Store. They became right. my label mates, and uh, wow. uh, once they became right, right, right. Once they became my label mates, you know, uh, coincidentally, uh, me and him came into contact again, and he started sending me beats. And then, uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much how I started rolling. I'm so the relationship person, you know? was, I'm sorry, the relationship was building before they, they signed the Stone Store. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, most cool, definitely. Cool. Um, I thought it came yeah, yeah, about yeah. after the, because Quakers had put out their album a few years ago, right? Or a year ago or something like that. Right, uh, right, yeah. right, right, cool, right, right. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, it pretty much happened. Like I said, we did the feature uh, for him. You know, just on some random stuff for mm-hmm. it. Like I said, once we got over there, we realized, uh, you know, he was sick like he was. But we, we just casually went over there, you know, just randomly. 
and we did the feature for him. And by the time we came back to the States and kicked it, you know, maybe about half a year later, uh, that he ended up being my label mate. And mm. that's how it happened. It was just, you know, we had already did the song War Drums. You know, that's why on that album, uh, the Quakers album, uh, it's two songs that I'm on on there, War Drums and Fit of Happier. War right. Drums just predates the Fit of Happier. Yeah, that's how it happened. That's that's what's up. I, I probably want to get into one of those tracks in a little while. But yeah, just continuing on with this album. I I, I mean, I have it. I've uh, been listening to it for a little while now, actually. Um, it's definitely raw. A lot of hard-edged tracks on it. It looks like every feature MC on the album is from Detroit, however, which seems really cool. What was the overall theme or concept you guys were going for with this album? Um, I mean, uh, what I did, I, I definitely intentionally, as far as the MCs, I wanted to, um, have a home feel for it. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is called Detroit Sun. Right. Um, so, uh, with the, with the exception of Steve Spacek, uh, who does some singing on, uh, right, right. uh on, on, on the song, you know, uh, everybody else is featured, um, on the MC wise, uh, uh, from Detroit. It was just something that I wanted to do, especially, um, that was more of an impression that I wanted to make as far as my, uh, story goes, as far as with Stone's Throw. You know, you have Old to the Ghetto, uh, the interlude between Old to the Ghetto and, and Detroit Sun is, uh, OJ Simpson, you know what I'm saying? Which is me and Madeline's project uh, right. that we did together, but Old to the Ghetto and, 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 all to the ghetto and Detroit Sun are connected, not necessarily in a concept way, just kind of like in a title theme way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Detroit, you know, all to the ghetto was an old to Detroit, and then you know from the old to the from old, excuse me, from the old to the ghetto was born. You know what I'm saying? Detroit Sun. You know what right. I'm saying? So you know, it's just kind of I'm just kind of the result of you know ghetto, you know, or of of Detroit, you know, product of the city. You know what I'm saying? So. That's kind of the concept that I wanted to do um, mm-hmm. lyrically, even though, you know, I chose, uh, you know, a foreign landscape production-wise for it, you know what I'm saying? So it's just more kind of the things that I'm doing to build my library mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know, just concepts that I want to touch on for myself personally. Yeah. It's definitely one of those albums that, you know, to me stands out as a different album in, in your catalog, um, but I, I was just curious to know like what, what exactly you guys were going for. So that's what's up. What I actually want to do now, Guilty, is take a, a little music break to get into something from that album and, and, and maybe another joint, um, probably off the Quakers album as well that you're featured on. So let's actually do that. I actually want to go into the, I, w- I want to say it's the first official single, although you did leak some other tracks before we got the Fractured track, but I want to go into Fractured so uh, people can get a, a listen for it. I mean, we've been playing it on the station already, so listeners probably already know about it. But um, I definitely want to go into that and uh, get into another track, and then we'll come back and talk more. All right? No doubt. No doubt. Shout out my homie Fat Ray, man. Yeah, shout out to Fat Ray, who is definitely on that track. So uh, keep it right here, people. I got the brother Guilty Simpson on the line. You're in tune to the Artist Spotlight. I'm your host, Krill. Out the Box Radio. We're going to go into Fractured and uh, some more music, and we'll come right back. So keep it locked here on Out the Box Radio. Mm-hmm. 
Mr. Beats Flatcher, I don't care about stature Action, like it means nothing Street court and you seem summoned I named her Nina Sheila E Keep drumming, seems to me y'all still frontin' But back out when you front it on So when the real shit comes along They get allergic and break out the venue Pain made the pen move And when it went away, I had a lot of shit to say Getting so sharp, Atari Hanzo On point like Rondo More like night, rappers wanna force me right But I still go left, stomp to a steel toe death Move cause the real gon' rep Set to protect, enforce and fight Yeah, set to protect, enforce and fight Check Question How many times must I give them that shit Before I let them know that's it And say no more Don't rate my score Just know they couldn't take your boy I did what I wanted And made it fit While the other cat remixed the remix M420 fixed the weed hit Gil Simpson repping that D shit Detroit motherfuckers Guns and butter Burn the bridge, burn the foe When the whip burns rubber Give them that certified gutter And I mean every word I utter It like no other. other, other. And I'm doing it like no other. other, other. Yeah, And we're not afraid to say it. Everybody know Fat Ray gon' choke the party. Smoke like Damian Marley. But niggas get carried away. Then the ambulance roll up and niggas get carried away. It's the captain of rapping filthy. Am I filthy? Give them that fat and guilty. We bang to the gaps, is empty. Niggas got whacked. We came through the back and killed them. Fago shit. Pop, pop, nigga. Never try doing that Fredo shit. I'ma stay to the Yayo flip. Niggas whipping up pints that's lean with the Cairo mix. Niggas don't weigh no bricks. Lay no hits. Can't take bro no zips. Run no strip. Niggas blow dough on bitches. I give them assignments. Make the whole go on mission. Nah, I just call a duty. She don't play. Broad day, she spray the Uzi. Niggas gon' disintegrate. Grew up on the interstate. I was just 16. Ride with that 28. Showing niggas what was so special about the 38. Walking in looking professional with a burger. Yeah, break it down like this. And I'm doing it like no other. I excel, then prevail. Break it down like this. Like no other up here. Running from my past, how long will freedom last? I'm swinging knuckles of brass, motivated hustle for cash. I'm puffing the hash, leave a rapper on the ground with his jugular slash <laughs> and laugh at him. It's humorous. A lot of MCs got one style. Me, I got numerous. I stand out so nobody's confusing us. I'm way better. Cold winners, beige leathers, black pistols, red eyes, blue jeans, white widow, caked up, new green. 
travel across borders, across water Being short on my cash flow is a tall order Your style shallow like fountains where they toss quarters Wishing away to be the pick of the day When motherfuckers would care to hear the shit to say On show day, you couldn't get the tickets away Loser Step through the door, sharper than a blade from a more Success, be more like the picture before, what a mess I ain't gotta brag when I double cash Come easy like a breezy with a trouble pass Still by popular demand Return like a shirt when you wore with the tag Still found in a C-U-T Eyes low tie, oh no S-U-V C-A to the D, what up? Talk shit to shoot, fit the quick Get your tongue, shoot string down Stay soundless, I crack jaws You lock doors, we break through the boards In the drywall, by four, we the highlight You an extra catch shade from the spotlight Right, no pressure, respect Just the best to headline the bill like rent from your next check, MED. Yup, yup. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. You are in tune to the artist spotlight. I got my brother Guilty Simpson hailing from Detroit City. Detroit Sun. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys just heard Fractured. We played uh, another track off of uh, the Quakers album as well. So thank you, Guilty, for being here with us. I know a lot of our fans really appreciate your convo and just the the enlightening words you've been giving us, you know, about your history. Thank you for sharing, no man. Problem. Really appreciate you. All good. Um, All good. For sure, for sure. Now, I, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about that album, uh, but I want to start off by kind of speaking about the, the 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 title track of the album. Um, actually, no, the first track of the album, titled R.I.P. Explain why you chose to start off with that title and how that title relates to the content in the song of, of that first track. Well, um, actually, uh, R.I.P. Is, uh, is, is, is definitely was intended to be an uh, intro. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 for some reason, um, I kind of wanted to put a visual to it. I don't want to necessarily leak too much, but it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of, uh, some just kind of b-boyish, you know what I'm saying? It just seems like, uh, real, real, real hip-hopish, you know what I'm saying? It just seems like, uh, and it, I just thought it was just a real, real dope intro. It's some just a splash to something different. I thought it was a, uh, perfect kind of left-field angle to go just to kind of intro and prep people for where it was going to go beat-wise, uh, 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 with the, with the album, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think, uh, I think sonically, uh, is definitely attention grabbing, you know what I'm saying? It almost how it sounds alien, like the way the beat, the way the beat comes out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounds like a 
a warped ass, you know, uh, exactly. you know, uh, right, you know, strobe light field, dark room with, you know, people breaking and, you know, the yeah. crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, excuse me, I don't, I don't know if I can. Nah, you can uh, definitely, you can, you know, yeah. Feel free. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, 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 yeah. no doubt. No doubt. All right, word, word. word. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. So I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying, you know, I just, I just thought it was just a, a, a very unique sound, mm-hmm. very unique sound and record, and I just thought it would be something that was very attention-grabbing for the record. No doubt. And I was going to say, you know, the track kind of reminds, like when I'm listening to that track, it kind of sounds like you're, dri- you're driving a fast car or a plane in a video game. And it's moving at a speed that feels like it may crash. Like that's what the, oh, no. that track sounds like <laughs> to me. Like, I, you know, I don't know if everybody sounds the same way, but just if I could put a visual visual to it, it sounds like yo, that that's something is about to blow up. You know what I mean? Right, right, and right. Even right, right. even no, the no, lyrics no, no. kind of reference that kind of feel to me as well. So. Right, yeah. right, right. You know, I I definitely intend on it. So you know, that's why I say I'm you know standing on the edge of adrenaline that's the right. first line of it yeah. i kind of want to get you know amped up the anticipation you know to kind of hear you hear the record and hear something new and hear something different you know that's kind of against the grain of you know kind of what you're hearing you know every day now anyway for sure you know so you know, that's kind of that kind of was my intention so you know, hopefully yeah. hopefully a few people got it yeah now you you have a track called animal that hit the internet over the summer. And that was one of the leaked tracks I was actually talking about. It hit the internet over the summer. It was also produced by Catalyst. And it's it's a track that's critical of the long-standing experiences of police brutality against black and brown people in the hood. And, um, I, you know, I really enjoyed that track. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't on the album. But um, <laughs> you have a line on that track that says something like shocking when you're dying from naturally ill traits old age is the always now they letting foes blaze during road rage and that line really struck my attention because i thought about how you know the natural process of dying has diminished over the years for our young people and I mean, this goes beyond just police brutality, but, you know, we just talking violence in general. You know what I'm saying? You being someone who has traveled and experienced life outside of the hood, what do you think are some things like our brothers and sisters in the ghetto are lacking in terms of perspective in order to be successful? Just based on your experience as somebody who's traveled, who's seen more than just your hood. Um, I just think there. Um, I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say necessarily ignorant, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're negligent of their options. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think um a lot of people in the hood think that you almost have to follow the same path and the same story to get the same result. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Which is you know. Uh, very untrue, you know what I'm saying? Um, they always, uh, you know, equate the neighborhood to, uh, you know, yeah, man, I'm rapping, you know, I gotta, I gotta get a deal, you know, I gotta get this guy to sign me or that guy, uh, to sign me. But, you know, it's people that's, you know, blowing up in their living rooms, you know, uh, it's people, young entrepreneurs are doing, and if, even if they're not doing, uh, music, you know, I, I the, the, 
the uh, music has allowed me to be able to travel to see uh, brilliant people of color um, that are, you know, different places around the world, mm. and it has nothing to do. And it has nothing to do with music. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's, right. You know, uh, you know, you don't have to necessarily uh, be, uh, you know, this next big pop artist or next big underground artist or this next big, uh, you know nothing uh in regards to entertainment you know you have a lot of options uh, uh to do stuff and be amazing and you know do great things and i just think that um once we explore all of our options you know what i'm saying we'll be able to uh you know understand our capabilities you know so i think right. that's one of the things that i think that's one of the things that um uh hinder us I and mean, i just think another thing too that uh I just kind of learned from uh, just talking to my younger uh, younger kids and stuff that I even experienced when I was uh, uh, younger. I just think it's a huge divide between uh, the younger and the older. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even if the MC in the in the the MC realm or just uh, the household realm, it's a right. big divide right. between it's a big divide between the communication. Um, uh, um, I don't want to be the fist waving hip hop purist that draws this huge divide between the younger MCs that's coming up in Detroit and making them feel like they can't communicate from to me sure. uh, what they're going through. You know what I'm saying to to get wisdom or whatever. You know, and I just feel like um, if this is big tug of war and power struggle between hip hop or just young and old in general beyond hip hop, this is big power struggle of us. Mm. Saying how saying how it used to be, right? Chastising them about how it is and how much we miss how it used to be. It's a huge divide between the communication, and once the communication uh, breaks down, yeah. I think it's a huge lack of respect. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I think that's um, I think that's one of the things that definitely holds us down because it holds us back is the divide between the young and the old because the old has so much wisdom mm -hmm. to give the young. And the young has so much that we can teach the old with fresh new ideas. Right. And I think with that wisdom applied to that uh, hunger for knowledge, you know, great things can happen. So I just think that that's what I've learned, you know, the travel in the world is for me to see, you know, if I see a black man in Germany, he's there for a reason. You know what right. I'm saying? It might not be hip hop. You know, he might be there because uh, uh, he's a soldier. It might be here because he... Uh, he's in a medical program from the States and he's there uh, in Germany to work at a children's hospital. And I've right. met people like that on the road. And when you meet them, the common denominator is their drive took them from whatever environment that we're in and it put us in a certain place and the conversation started and I was able to meet, you know, great people doing great things. You know what I'm saying? So I think drive and passion is that difference. Wow. Man, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. It's so funny because we had this convert. We have a hip hop group on Facebook where we were actually talking about the whole. I don't know if you heard the story about Melly Mel, um, kind of giving props to Macklemore for reaching out and having them and and, and Kumo D in the video, and we were just, we were just right, 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 and we expounded on the fact that one of the problems that we've seen with hip hop is the fact that 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 bridging of the gap we don't see that too often 
mm. with with both generations. And I don't think one generation is to blame. I think I think we both are responsible, right? The older generation oh, and yeah. the young generation. Sure. And sure. if you look at how, you know, if you just take it back to Africa, like how they did it in in the past, like, you know, you had to have a certain level of respect for your elders, you know what I'm saying, to 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 carry on in the future. And that and that relationship was always there, you know, and you know, I'm just glad that you, you know, you brought that up, man, because I totally agree. I feel like we definitely need to come together as opposed to these little things that divide us. Because it's little stupid stuff that divide us. But, um, you know, oh, if, yeah. if we buckle down, you know, it could be a difference. So. so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely. It's younger MCs. Excuse me. I think I'm just a little bit more, but uh, it's a mm-hmm. couple of younger MCs from the, from the city that, um, you know, that I respect, that I like what they're doing. So. Instead of me uh, being this preachy MC telling them what to do and what not to do, you know, I try to respect their freedom and their growth as MCs. But you know, I've done songs with them and just try to help them out in any way that I can. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just try to open up that. Let them know it's an open door policy with me. Anything you might want to rap to me about, you know what I'm saying? I'm a definitely an approachable person. And yeah. I think that just makes it a lot easier, especially because we all rap in the city, so. And we all got that common denominator, so I just feel like we should all be on the same page. Definitely, definitely. And, I, and I'm sure they, yeah. they very much appreciate that, man. You know, I think what it is with a lot of young people, um, they're looking for that. It's almost like they're, they're yearning for that, right? Because when, you, when oh, you're yeah. able to communicate with them, they open up, you know? Mm, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Now, um, with regards to this whole, you know, on the topic of, police terror and you know what's been happening you know with you know black and brown folk being targeted and and facing you know unfortunate amounts of police brutality um what do you think and i and this is i'm i'm bringing this up because of what's been happening here in the united states but uh what do you think is the best direction for us to be moving in to fight this oppressive system designed to destroy us with no justice. Just from your own perspective as a person that has experienced life here in Detroit in these circumstances. Um I mean I mean I think ultimately um you know if 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 we want to see a better want to see a better life at least for our kids, you know, um uh, and you know that's ultimately what the goal is, man. You know, you just want, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I definitely plan on living a lot longer, but you know, I, I definitely live mine. I just, I just want my kids to be good, and my kids, you know, what I'm saying? that's that's what it's about. So mm-hmm. I think ultimately, I would like, um, since I know the police will be here, you know, what I'm saying I don't think they're going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we'll always have some some form of, you know. uh, uh, government has some some form of order going on with the people. I just want to um, maybe try to sit down, uh, maybe have somebody as a medium, maybe 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 through church. You know, I mean, you know, black people and brown people. Uh, you know, we we we've always found a way uh, to 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 praise. You know, whether it be in Baptist church, Catholic church, uh, uh, Muslim, regardless mm-hmm. of what your religion is, somebody would be that medium to kind of. Uh, uh, be that person of trust where sure. uh, the law can communicate their issues with the people and the people can communicate their issues uh, with the law. 
and maybe put these police, in my opinion, put these police through intense sensitivity courses before you give them a gun and a badge, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, um, I know for a fact in Detroit, um, they will give you uh, some kind of uh, mental kind of mental kind of stress test or something like that mm-hmm. to pass the police force. But ultimately, really, all you need is uh, a high school diploma, you know. So I think you should, uh, they should definitely take more time to train mm-hmm. these cops uh, uh, with sensitivity courses when it comes to dealing mm-hmm. uh, with people, you know what I'm saying, in the ghetto, you know, because, um, um, you know, it's a lot of issues that's going on right now where, you know, it's, it's hard for people uh, in, 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 in certain situations in these cities that, you know, that where uh, the resources aren't plentiful, where they just don't trust cops, you know. Right. And, you know, at some, at some point before you had these cameras and stuff, they almost treated it like it was an urban legend where, you know, somebody would say, oh, yeah, this guy got killed by the cops. And you might have a couple of witnesses like, oh, this guy got killed. He didn't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. It was just kind of, you know, hearsay, so to speak. But now that you have people with cameras and somebody can whip out a camera and these cops can be held responsible, at least visually, even if they're not held responsible court-wise, at least visually somebody can say, wow, I just saw a cop murder a man. Even if nothing is brought up to him, he's held accountable, you know, morally by, you know, the community. Um, Now people have another form of media that's, you know, where the world is kind of, you know, being exposed to police brutality. But, I mean, you know, I came up in the 90s. That's been happening, you know. Cops have been murdering people, you know, and, uh, and at the same time, I'm not a cop, but... Um, I do know people, and I do have a family member that's a cop, and I'm just saying, you know, I do live in a high-crime-rate city, so I do imagine that a cop probably goes through, you know, very intense situations and stressful situations. That's why I feel like they should have those sensitivity courses, something that they can go to, something that they can go to, the training that they can go back to, you know, to maybe, you know, do something, you know, to kind of, you know, bring the temperature down because, you know, if they're doing this five times a week and they're right. dealing with frustrations and, you know, they're dealing with crime and, you know, before you know it, you know, you got cops that's, you know, almost robotic in their ways and just right. not sensitive to the people. Every situation is different. Before you know it, you get murdering people, you know. Yeah. It's just too common. You know, you see it every day now. I'm tired of it. Yeah. I, I definitely hear you with the whole communication, right? Like, like you said, you know, you have maybe a clergyman of the church or somebody that is able to be that leader to communicate with the police to say like, look, you know what? These people, these people aren't all bad. Like these, you know, these are people you're dealing with. So, you know, let's find a way to, to understand the nature of the people that we're dealing with. You know, I I, I definitely hear you, man. I think there needs to be a structure. That yeah, for sure. And I, I hate to say this, something else. Who who holds the police accountable? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, who, who who investigates them? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, so um, I think that's the biggest issue, too. You know what I'm saying? For sure, hold these people that are killing these people accountable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think that's the biggest issue. Once, you, once the people are held accountable, you know, that's why I hear about a lot of issues about black-on-black crime. But you right. better believe in me as a black man, if I go next door and kill my neighbor who's black i'm going to jail for it so it's no need for the public outcry or you know hey you know 
well, what's the problem with him? You know, I'm going to prison for that. You better believe that. You know? right. The problem is that these people are killing them and, you know, not even being held accountable for it. That's, That's right. where, you know, I, I don't want to separate the Black Lives Matter for all of that, but I just want people to remember the premise of that, you know. It's yeah. not the fact that these people are being killed. It's the fact of what are happening to the killers. That's the issue, you know what right. I'm saying? So That's you know, right. No justice. That. No justice. Right. Is what it, right. It's what it's boiling down to at the end. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's such an outcry is because of this is this happening time and time again and justice isn't being served so yeah no, the accountability is extremely important yeah that's right no doubt going back to the track animal there's another track uh that came out that was leaked before um it actually was leaked before animal the first song that we heard that Catalyst produced, you know, since the Quakers album with you, uh, Vanguard Organization. That was another oh. joint that I really liked, but again, it didn't make the album. <laughs> so, you know, explain the process of selection and elimination of songs for this Detroit Sun album. What were you guys striving for with regards to the right tracks to complete this album? Like, how did you weed? things out and picked songs and stuff like that well um i just i mean honestly you know what i'm saying i just uh i know it sounds crazy i just flashed the art you know what i'm saying like um i mean i, I like the structure of the albums and all that that's all fine and dandy but with mm -hmm. so much in the digital age my library will be looked at you know in the uh <laughs> it's going to be looked at in the Spotify form anyway. You know, mm. it's going to be a long list of songs. I mean, I know albums will be judged like that, but I mean, ultimately, like, um, let's say, um, like I have, uh, I have, I have Animal and I have, um, on my album, I have a song called The Time Is Now. You know, right, in my right. opinion, they kind of, in I my like opinion, they kind of cancel, in my opinion, they kind of cancel each other out, mm. you know, for, at least con at least content sake, you know what I'm saying? Sure. It's like, you know, um um so I can I think that was probably um the that probably was like the, the easy made it easier for me to eliminate animal um Vanguard organization. I just thought it was just, you know it just sounded like something like I said, you know, similar to IP. I just thought it would just be a good song to just kinda get the uh um to kind of get the conversation going about sure. my album. Right, uh, right. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, uh, Vanguard organization, you know, and you know, I also thought about uh, what it took me uh, to write it. You know, it's just kind of a little more metaphor driven, just really right. just talking trash, you know, whiskey in my canteen, no man's mean, squeeze your hit, fever shit. Meaning now I'm doing the damn thing. You know, just really mm -hmm. just talking cash shit. I just thought that was just like a flyway just to just tell people like, hey, you know, Remember me? You know what I'm saying? This kind of kind of deal, you know what I'm saying? So I just thought that was dope. I'm always partial uh, to the tracks with, the, you know, the horns in it. Like I said, maybe I think that goes back to my father's element, you know, just hearing my pops play, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right, right, uh, right. Uh, you know, the, the sax when I was young, you know what I'm saying? Blowing, blowing down the sax when I was young. You know, I always just loved tracks with the horns. So, you know, when I heard that, you know, you know, it just sounded it sounded dope. You know, so I just thought it was uh, uh, something dope for you know Stone sort of bring something back on. So you no know, doubt. I know 
Um, I know selection-wise, you know, certain songs that people would have preferred, but, you know, if you think about it, uh, even though that song might have been stronger in comparison to another song, then that means that song would have probably been taken from my album, and then that might have been the first song that I splashed back to somebody, and that would have been, then it might have been, you know, maybe maybe not Yeah, it would have been like a never-ending story. Right, 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 right. right. So I do, I want my, my setup punches for my album, the anticipation. I want them to be strong punches. I want people to anticipate that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I right. wanted to make sure that those were strong songs. And, you know, Stone Store is definitely unique with their packaging. And he, I even go as far as to say I have a couple more songs that aren't on the album that people right. probably hear and wish those were on the album too. But, you know, I just I think it's just, released you know, other. in some form. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah oh, yeah. They'll, they'll so. be out there. I mean, yeah. I definitely know how Stone Store gets down. And we'll definitely be releasing all this. At least nice. two or three more. Sure. Got it. Even like a you know, a, a bonus E P or something like that would sound cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey man, I'm telling you, man, they uh they're always up to something. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'll get a call and they'll tell me something about some unique packaging or they wanna uh use use the song in some capacity. I have uh, talked to them over there and they had said they um intend on releasing them for sure, you know what I'm saying? They just wanted to uh uh, you know, just figure out what they want to do with them. But it's definitely yeah. a couple more. Are there any tracks on the album that have like a double meaning? Like I was listening to Power Outage and it sounds like it's totally about getting in bed with a woman. But I was just wondering if there's like, I, I know there's something else to it, but maybe you could expound on, you know, the significance of that last track, Power Outage. And if there's anything else that has like a double meaning in terms of how you rhyme it. Um... Power outage is uh, honestly that's 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 like a, a summary of my rap life, you know. Um, after all this rap stuff is done, you know, all I want to do is kick back with my wife, probably just smoke, recap everything that happened. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just like a, I'm just a family man, you know. Um, that you know, just just happen to do unique things and you know, just come back home. Um, but the music takes me away. Um, where I'm always traveling. Right. Um, uh, I'm always gone. So, uh, you know, we have unique ways where we can just kind of communicate and, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, keep the fire going between us. And, yeah. you know, it's always, I'm always linking on, uh, to the Wi-Fi and, you know, right. eventually, you know, I'm hoping the signal is strong and, uh, with the signal fade and the power goes out. Right, you know right. So it's like, it's just, it's just the ins and outs of, you know, what I go through. Uh, traveling the world, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, uh, still managing uh, to just kick it with the wife, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So I, that was just really just something, um, uh, uh, you know, just, you know, just, just, just kind of, you know, just kind of dope for us. But it's like something that's metaphorically sexual, but at the same time, it's not necessarily right, sexual right. like that. Really, really, it's just like a mental stimulation ride, uh-huh. you know, just kind of understanding that we have where we just kick back. And you know, just just kind of vibe out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, no matter no matter how tough uh, the music might be, or what kind of image somebody would like to be, I like to think at the end of the day, nothing is like coming back, just kicking it with the old lady. You know what I'm saying? And just mm-hmm. you know, just relaxing. You know what I'm saying? Just kicking back. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, that, that's that's what that power out is, is about. You know yeah, you know? very um, very cleverly put together song. I mean, you really gotta listen. Like you'll say things about like. 
a lot of references to things that would happen like in a, like if you experience like a natural disaster or something like you know you, you have like these little references to that stuff and i thought that was really clever of how you kind of flipped it on the surface it sounds like you're talking about you know just winding down with a chick but at the same time you hear these little terms that reference so what could be a different meaning but thanks for clarifying right, right. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, fam. No doubt. So, um, let's get into some music. I want to get into a couple more tracks. Uh, I want to get into the the title track of the album, and probably let's get into a power outage as well. Um, so we're gonna take a little break, come back. Got the brother Guilty Simpson right now on yeah. the line. Out, out the box radio. I'm your host Krill. You in tune to the artist spotlight? Please keep it here. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Simpson. I'm trying to have ice chandeliers. Buy stamps near. Saw me flash with the cash paradise in the mirror. Sights for my peers. I tell them short stories. Fam was like, I feel you seeing all of that for me. I'm fast like a 4440. Women want to score me and have me on Maury. Grave mistake. Trying to play me like a shorty. I'm treacherous. Make it look effortless. Raking up my quarterlies. Me and my disorderlies Blowing smoke signals to a short of weed Pouring these hood rats porter peas I should've saved peas porter uh. Why my enemy stairs can freeze water We need order Yeah, I'm holding up the four like we played three quarters I'm back with a vengeance Vowed to get revenge through my sentence Before we kick the door off the hinges my millimeter takes inches You're buried in your yard with your foot in your dentures I'm getting it with interest Slap my own arm at you in sex Without time to invest I packed up, kissed my girl, told her bye And left my footprints on the world How could you say your man's not thorough? I'm gliding over hurdles so high my blood curdles Elevated, and I won't stop till I'm celebrated I'm doing this for those like you'll never make it Huh? Is that so? We laughed about it with my fans at my last show Cash flow coming I used to cop onions, bagged it up And got a rush when I let a half go And now I'm like a rap natural Reborn, Armstrong like the great Satchmo Detroit Sun And we getting money till the law comes The underdog, underground, underestimated Spits pavement, cracked Johnny Walker Got wasted, straight no ice From the city where they'll take your life You don't wanna get left, go right Yeah, the pain sits dormant Dread the phone calls in the morning Cause it involves mourning I heard my man's beat took three Broad day on six mile Couldn't say bye cause I was touring Another cold case they're ignoring Ensuring our worth's not important they want me to follow these foreign policies But what about the teens and the Taurus? With a Taurus aiming at civilians heartless Grown man game amongst children No, I'm not in the building, I'm building I was told the way to get back is keep living This vehicle of music is keeping me driven And my tank's on full, so watch your mouth I'm plotting on copping the house So I'm all about my chicken and I take no bull, yeah Sun. And we're getting money till the law comes. Yeah, Detroit bread. Good luck, I break a leg. Detroit Sun. Detroit Sun. 
niggas stand up, live niggas stand up, live niggas stand up. Nothing here, live niggas stand up, live niggas stand up, live niggas stand up. Yeah, what? I'm liver than the wire that fell down in the storm. I rain and star fires, maiming torch cyphers, elbow slap your captain. Foolish dog fighters are heartless. I don't give a fuck, not even close to it. I record it, then we go smoke to it. Case closed, you chase hoes. That's funny, cause we can take the same hoes, do them like bang bros. Stupid, you extra, yeah, ordinary, but I'm extraordinary. Big difference, still hen sipping, buzzing like my name. I grab and choke slam the rap game. I'm a shooter, no crap game. Catch you rolling solo, you might die. Stay grounded, even though I write high. Puff pip famo, bust this ammo. Live niggas stand up, live niggas stand up, live niggas stand up. Get the fuck up.
cat and mouse But in a few days we christen half the house Going at it till we passing out Yeah, I sleep in it 45 minutes at least in it We get it like two rabbits I'm exploring some familiar place Where she's pouring from I can feel her warming up Purring from the vibration Bare body down to go into my hibernation I got some fire waiting Smoke good, sip something And then I put on wood we Shut it down at night it's Power out, it's through the whole hood Power out, it's through the whole hood It just turned off the lights So we better call it a night Come on yeah. She's coming, I'm going She's going, I'm coming Then at the same time then I eat it and beat it. I guess I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, she said she wants FaceTime. Gave us grounds to play. When I'm gone, many miles away. We exchange how's your days? Small talk. Then I tell her take it all off till it's a power outage. So we better call it a night. Just shut off the lights. So we better call it a night. Welcome back to the Artist Spotlight. This is Krill. I got my brother Guilty Simpson on the line, hailing from Detroit right. City. Man, I am enjoying this conversation tonight, brother. Um, I got a, a few more questions I want to ask you. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is a question that my, 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 my partner, Kelvin, he actually co-hosts our flagship talk show, Out the Box Talks, on the station. And he's a you know right. avid fan of you. He um he had a question about your mic control. He said he's seen you live twice, and your voice on the mic sounds identical to your audio tracks. He says, "How do you do it? It sounds incredible." So what's what's your um response to that query? Um. Um. I uh. I mean, I always, I always say i always say my rhymes i i used to uh back when i was more <laughs> when i was more physical uh mm -hmm. athletic you know what I'm saying? i used to kind of run you know, i used to kind of try to say my rhymes in intense intense moments but what i will do is um i will uh i'll write my rhymes and um i'll stop in the middle of my rhymes after i after i memorize it i'll stop it and you know almost like an interruption and mm -hmm. I'll pick up on the rhyme. Like, I kind of want to get used to saying the rhyme kind of, you know what I'm saying, in intense situations, so to speak. You know, like, imagine um, imagine if I'm saying the rhyme and the mic goes out. But see, one, one thing that I like to do, too, is, um, you know, I, I adjust my voice. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. um, I, 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 try, I, try not to strain, I try not to strain my voice, but um, w w once I say my rhyme, once I learn my rhyme, it, uh, you know, I might say it 20 times. Or I might want to say, I might write a rhyme. I might want to say it 20 times flawless. So mm -hmm. you know, I might, I might get, I, I'm serious. I might write a rhyme. If I write a rhyme and I, I get down to saying it 20 times, I have, you know what I'm saying? I could, I could say that rhyme. If I can remember the first two lines in a rhyme, it's a very good chance I could say it. You know what I'm wow. saying? It's almost robotic. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not every rhyme I wrote, but you know, something that's fairly, that I'm fairly experienced with saying, 
you know, I, I can pretty much say it, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm not just think that, um, I just, I mean, I, another thing, too, I appreciate him saying that because I definitely mm-hmm. uh, took pride in that. But I think all of that comes back to the way I came up, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm an open mic rhymer. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I came up from spots like the Lush Lounge and uh, right in Hamtramck, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. And, you know, by being in the MC realm, you know, you would be there and you would only have, you, you know, you'd be there all night. All you had was, you know, time to spit that 16 that you've been, you know, rehearsing to say. And mm-hmm. I say that to say that when I used to go to the Lush Lounge, you know, you would have a rhyme that you was going to say. And leading up to that week, you know, you had that 16 to say. So, right. um, um, when, when, when you had that 16 in your mind that you know you're going to say all week, you're going to rehearse it and you're going to have it down. So right. what I try to do is, you know, I just kind of um, just make sure I say my rhymes and the elements and uh, different elements, and I might break up the rhyme, uh, you know, like a, if I was saying take notice, you know, I'm jumping in the game head first and make the tech check to cancel your network. I might mm-hmm. stop for a minute and, you know, I might come back and give him and then catch the catch. You know, I would kind of, I, I would kind of, you know, break the rhyme up and just kind of get used to saying it uh, if mm. it wasn't in a perfect, perfect situation. And I think um, just mentally, if I put myself there, um, that's what I need. Those are tools and elements I need, um, you know, to spit my rhyme right, you know what right. I'm saying? So I just think it's that simple, you know, it just works for me. Dope, dope. So definitely years of perfection, right? As they say, practice for sure. makes perfect. For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dope. Now, um, this next question I wanted to ask you is it's definitely more on of a on a samba note, but I, I really wanted to ask ask you about it. Recently we lost the talented and impactful MC in the hip hop community, Sean Price. You know, first and foremost, rest in peace to Sean Price. Um oh, obviously yeah. he was a member of the random acts group you're in. I know his passing is still a bit fresh. But uh, what can you say about Sean P, the real person you got a chance to know? Like, what's your oh, memory, you know, interacting with um, him? Um, I just said, man, he was a, a fam- family man, first and foremost, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely loved, loved his wife, Bernadette, his kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, Eli, Terry, and uh, Sean Price, of course. So he definitely loved his family, you know what I'm saying? Hilarious, you know, most of my memories, um uh, with Sean P definitely entails you know, laughter, you know what I'm saying? Right, he's, uh, right. he's, 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 but you know, uh, you know, c- c- comedic abilities, but you know, no, no, no clown by no stretch. You know, anybody that you know, knew he wasn't a, a sucker or you know a court a court jester, so to speak, just around to amuse you. But you know, he just had that. You know, he just had that had that hit factor. You know what I'm saying? To you know, to just make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um yeah, so you know, I think uh, those are the those are the ways I like to remember them. You know what I'm saying? You know, just uh, you know, laughing and cracking jokes, and you know, just inc- incredible MC. Um, uh, I think he, like I said, he had all the elements, in my opinion, to be sure. a dope MC. You know, he um, uh, he 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 had he had, uh, had the street element, you know, that I like in my MCs. You know, right. not necessarily to be a not necessarily to be a tough guy, but just the experience of the streets, you know, sure. I think that, you know, that, 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 that draws me to an MC, um, a lot of honesty, you know what I'm saying? He even, he even, he even talked about doing drugs, uh, 
in his rhymes. You know what I'm saying? He, he was that honest, you know, in right, his rhymes. Right. You know very what I'm honest. saying? Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, very funny, you know, to crack soup. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to, you know, so, you know, I just think uh, the, all those elements uh, are, are, are things that, you know, draw me towards an MC. So he just embodied the MC to me, you know, just a, a vet, man, you know, like just a brother. So, you know, especially me being a family man, um, and could appreciate uh, a family man because I think that takes real sacrifice. You know, I, I'm more I'm more impressed with the family man yeah. than the gigolo than the gigolo any day. Um, so, um, you know, I definitely respect it. Uh, you know that element about him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, especially especially in the field that we're in, it takes real discipline. Uh, you know, to respect that, you know, to respect your household, you know, so I felt that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just really, um, I just really appreciated the way Cam moved and the way he, uh, you know, um, that was really out, you know, yeah. uh, to provide for his family, you know what I'm saying? So that's the thing that really sticks out to me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, you know, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the Duck Down. Shout out to uh, no doubt. Uh, the Man's Ride, Helter Skelter, everybody over there. You know, all of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, um, man. So they're going through a tough time over there. So, you know, especially when I think about uh, the history that they have with P, it just almost makes it seem like, you know, that's a small piece of history that I have with them. Definitely for those guys that have yeah. the serious, the serious, serious years invested mm-hmm. with P. You know what I'm saying? My heart go out to them, too. Yeah, even though I am hurting, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to those guys over there too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I I know I know um I remember when I my first time actually meeting you was when you, you guys did the promo run here in New York for Random Max. And um and I know and I, I actually you guys I remember you guys coming to Brooklyn, I think it was a Freddie Gibbs show. Okay. Um no you guys were in Southport. It was, and I could just, I have the visual, like, you know, Sean P is sitting down with, you know, you guys are sitting downstairs in the basement, you, Black Milk, um, Sean P, and uh, Freddie Gibbs is actually in the same room, and you guys are just, like, laughing and joking, and I definitely remember a brother that was very honest and, you know, very funny, too. Oh, yeah. What 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 do you recall? You know, as far as your fondest memories, you know, touring with with Sean Price. You know, whether it was with Random Acts, just that experience of just like any fondest memories that you remember that really sticks out in terms of the person he was from your touring experience with him. Um, let me see, man. It's uh, it's a bunch, but um, uh. Let me see. Um, I guess probably one time um, we was on the train, and uh, for some reason, um, the way our train was booked, uh, we we didn't really have like uh, reserved seats. So uh-huh. I'm gonna think um, think the people in the train somehow tricked Black Milk and Sean Price into paying. Uh, for, for 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 going to like the first class seats, but the catch was that they weren't guaranteed a, a particular first class seat. So basically, right. you know, you, you you had a first class seat, but if somebody showed up with their first class ticket, you had to move. So um, uh. so um, so anyway, uh, so they decided, you know, 
for some reason I wasn't with it. It sounded it didn't sound too good to me. Right, right. Or my right. man's Hex. Peace, peace to my homie Hex. Shout know, out to Hex, so, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh so me and Hex said forget it, you know. We we gonna post up. We're gonna <laughs> take our chances, you know. Sleep you know, sleeping in, you know, the most not necessarily the most comfortable seat, but if P and Black would have left, it was a lot more comfortable. So right, right. it was like, you know what, you guys go ahead. So they decided to pay uh, the twenty five euro or whatever it is, you know, for these seats. So um anyway, so um, you know, we kinda went to sleep. So uh, I kinda woke up um after we got to our destination and you know, uh-huh. P is, you know, li- live it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Ah oh, man. Every time I went to sleep, you know, somebody came and woke me up because they had to get their damn seats. You know what I'm <laughs> so, 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 you know, we thought this was funny. So, um, so, um, anyway, so, you know, he's already steaming. So, uh, which is terrible for the next promoter that's picking right, us up. Right. So, uh, so the guys, of course, behind schedule. So P, uh, wants to go to the hotel, but right. we're behind schedule. So the guy wants to, go to the venue and do sound check first you know what i'm saying so right. uh so um so anyway so we get to uh so we got so so pete says oh fuck them excuse me anyway so forget that man we, you know, let's go to the hotel so the guy takes us to the venue so we uh so we get to the uh we get to the venue, venue right. um these like uh this hotel so uh Guys, like, no, we're at the venue for the sound check. So, you know, he's like, I'm not getting out the car. You know what I'm saying? So he refuses to get out the car. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to go home. You know what I'm saying? So so he, he he's threatening to go home on the whole tour. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. You know, and, it, and it all started from a lack of sleep on the train. You know wow. what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, just, I just thought that was funny. That was yeah. just something simple. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, man, you kind of had to be there because ultimately, uh, nobody could capture that moment and tell that right. story like definitely, he, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And you had to be around him to understand him. But to understand him, you could probably imagine the things he had to say about that. But man, it was a, it was, yeah. it was, a, it was a great memory. And it was one of the, it's also a very special memory because that was one of the last times on the man's hex was, uh, uh, what right. he was well, you know what I'm saying? Right, and he right. was upright and wasn't in his wheelchair. So, you know, um, uh, that's, that's a real good memory, man. I, I think man. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Fact, man, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, man. And shout out to Hex Murder, man. Really, really good oh, brother. Yeah. Solid brother, oh, man. Yeah. Um, met him, sure. met him years ago. You know, we did, a, we did a piece on Black Milk back when I was actually at Fat Beast. And Hex was very, very supportive and just, just a really stand-up dude, man. You know, salute to Hex. Oh, word. Oh, you used to be at Fat Beast? You was at yeah, Fat Beast? Yeah, I, I was actually working there. Uh, alongside, you know, the, the, the I was at the distribution company, um, and it was around oh, the time okay. when Tronic came out. And um, oh, dope, dope, yeah, yeah. Hex, um, I, I went down there with him around that time. Yeah, 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 Black, you know. Um, shout out yeah. to Bill, Bill Sharp. Um, yeah, 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 and um, yeah. yeah, it was around the time you know Tronic came out. We had did a um, like I was doing the Out the Box TV, the video show, and we did a really extensive piece on Black Milk. And we got a chance to, I got a chance to like, we got a chance to go to like Sirius. That was when Sirius first started popping, Sirius Satellite. And we went up there. I kind of shadowed Black Milk and Hex was there. Man, it was hilarious, man. So, but he always has been a a really stand-up dude. So, salute Uh, to him. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out my dog, Mark. Word up, word up. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, man. Um... 
I want to actually talk a little bit about you know the whole Stone Throw stuff and your, you know your your debut album Ode to the Ghetto. I believe uh, every project since that you've put out has been like with one producer, right? Every project since Ode to the Ghetto, because Ode to the Ghetto had a, a number of different producers like on it, right? It wasn't just right. one, definitely one producer. I believe every project you put out since that has been with one producer. While these included producers from different places around the world, each project had one production force behind it. Why do you think this uh, one producer MC approach, you know, works for you? Um, it was just a preference. Uh, it was a conscious effort that I made. Um, um, I mean, actually, all together, I kind of went against everything. I mean, even though I, I, I still, I still rock with the project. I still love it. At the same time, uh, it goes against everything that I intended on doing initially. With I mentioned what I wanted to do with Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Mm. was gonna be was gonna be my producer. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh Mr. Porter and, I, and actually the time when, when Mr. Porter and Dilla was gonna uh collab and uh do do something together with on my project, uh Dilla was gonna do one side and Mr. Porter was gonna do one side. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was it, it was always gonna be, you know, one thing, you know what I'm saying? And that that's just kinda what I stood for, you know what I'm saying? It's kinda how I rock, even when I Rhyme with the Almighty Dreadnoughts, the gentleman I referenced in the beginning, my man's Blitz. You know what I'm saying? Blitz was our producer. You know, we was in a group called Night Real Regime. Right. Blitz was the producer. You know what I'm saying? It's just always what I, you know, I kind of like. You know, especially if I got with a producer that um, uh, that I liked, I kind of like to explore their library or work, kind of get an idea. Especially if I like your chances are, if I like your hottest beats, I probably like your left field beats if you're mm -hmm. a dope producer you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying i just need to hear them you know what i'm saying so when you get with a producer and get past the seven or eight beats he might want to show or play for every rapper you kind of get a little deeper into their library and kind of get them when they when they're kind of taking a little bit more risk or doing something a little more experimental or just yeah. something that you know that they might have did a little different and those are the tracks that I like a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? So um, you kind of don't get that when you're putting the project together, when you only hearing four or five beats from a bunch of producers that's, that's right. only trying to, trying to fill one slot, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really getting the depth of their producer, um, their production, and a lot of times I'm probably getting a beat that 20 other rappers have on their beat tape, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, so right. I, I, you know, I, I kind of got... Uh, tired of that, and mm -hmm. I just thought that, that that when I look back at Old to the Ghetto, sonically that wasn't what I wanted, mm -hmm. and uh, it just you know stress wise it wasn't what I wanted. Imagine the stress of trying to sonically put together an album where you know this guy sounds like this, this guy sounds like that. It just sounded it sounded put together. You know what I'm saying? Right, I just right, didn't right. want my album sounded put together. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I wanted to sound like you know, a body of work, you know what I'm Got saying? It. So I just, I just, uh, I just wanted to go with that approach. And I just think that that, that kind of is what works for me. And, you know, um, you know, I'm just, I think I'm more effective that way. Right. Right. And I want to say more times than not, I believe that albums that are done with one producer 
tend to be just in hip hop in general tend to be the albums that make more of a groundbreaking effect in terms of the yes, legacy. It does. Yes, and, it does. And Sounds I, like a body of work. Yeah. We can name multiple classic hip hop albums with the exception of probably like Illmatic and, you know, probably Reasonable Doubt or something. But then even when you think about those albums, you still had like, you know, Large Professor and, you know, right. Pete Rock and, and, and Premier, right. which right. is like, you know, the, still like a, a, a nice little right, right, right. grouping still of producers, from the right? Same kind of cloth, right? Right, right. Still right. Cut from the same cloth. You still get. A, a, a themed sound from those guys, you know what I'm saying? That, that doesn't sound far fetched, doesn't sound like a reach, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. No, I, I, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely feel that vibe. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, you know, it was just, this was time to, uh, this was time to go for what works, works for me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I said, I don't, every everybody might not sound like that, and every producer can't pull off an sure. album. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just really about you know me me attaching myself with producers that had uh, that range uh, to pull that off. You know what I'm saying? So you know, thankful. No I'm definitely thankful that I was able to do that. You know, producers that I have worked with. So uh, I definitely continue to have that going too. Right, right. And, and speaking of releases, you know, you've you know while you've dibbled and dabbled with projects from a number of different producers and, and different label situations as well. You have still maintained a commitment to Stone Store Records, uh, obviously with the recent release of not only this 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 Detroit Sun project, but you you recently released an EP with Oh No the Simpsons tape um, last year, mm -hmm. and of course you know we you know we got Old to the Ghetto as well as um, mm -hmm. the the album with Madlib the O J Simpson album. Mm -hmm. What made yeah. you remain with Stone's Throw throughout all of these years? You could have easily just been like, you know what? It's a lot of situations opening up. I'm going to go elsewhere. But even though you've dibbled and dabbled elsewhere, you came back to Stone's Throw for this release. And, you know, what what, what keeps um, you staying there? Um, I mean, I just feel like uh, I mean, those, those were the guys that gave me my shot. Then ultimately just a uh, peanut butter wolf just the way he uh way he carries himself. Uh I, I think he's a person of uh high integrity. Uh just just, just the way he handled the uh, situation after Dilla passed. Uh, you know, the way Miss Yancey spoke highly of him after uh Dilla passed, you know, the way he, you know, he, he made good with um you know, I guess stuff that you know, obligations that he had towards her. She always spoke highly of him. I think when um you 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 deal in this music. Um, sometimes you get so caught up with chasing privacy, so to speak, that you know. Uh, sometimes people, uh, the people you step on, gets lost in the mix. Sometimes people right. do some cut for cut throw things in this business to accomplish their goals. So I think when you find people of integrity that have made strides in the music, you know what I'm saying? I think you gotta, you know. You gotta make sure you keep those relationships solid. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? I, and I, I, I just respect them, uh, you know, just on a, on a whole nother scale. You know, and even one time when uh, when I was with Stone Store early in my career, uh, when my wife's father passed, and you know, uh, you know, I was basically in Macon, Georgia, uh, you know, really just getting started on Stone Store. You know, he mm -hmm. basically put me up, put me, they basically put me up in Macon 
while you know I was you know, go, you know helping my wife through a troubling time for right. you know almost a right. month, you know, just on the strength, you know what I'm saying? So, you wow. know, he he beat you know so uh when when you deal with people of integrity like that, you know, you you should always treat them uh, with respect. So, sure. you know, and when it comes down to music if he ever you know, if songs so ebony, especially as long as this is uh attached to peanut butter wolf, uh, you know, if they ever need anything from me, you know, I will always uh, work with Stone Soul in whatever capacity they need me uh, to be in, and that's even if I've moved on to any situation of my right, own right. That, or assigned to another label or whatever the situation uh, may be. I always be attached to them, uh, attached to the label, so you know, you know, they need it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I feel. That's what's up, man. I that's that's great, man. That's great to hear, man. You know, just that stand-up mentality is, I'm sure, a lot of people respect that from you because, you know, everything you said, like, it just shows the type of person you are. And I know it reflects in your music, which is why a lot of people rock with you. Before we get out of here, I just have to ask this last question. And it's it's really in relation to your persona as an artist. What I really like about you is your versatility as an MC. You know, however, there's a particular Guilty Simpson sound that I'm a huge fan of. And it, it tends to come out on more reflective, soulful beats you may sometimes rhyme over. Two projects that really stand out are to me is your Mission EP with Eric Lau. And probably my favorite, I'm a little biased with this one, probably my favorite Guilty Simpson album is the Dice Game LP with Apollo Brown. Like, Truth Be Told and The Wrong Hand, those two tracks, like, they do it for me, man. And I really don't get to hear that side of Guilty too often. That's the more reflective, thought-provoking, real-life storytelling Guilty. Uh, when, When we get those kinds of records from you, what atmosphere usually inspires that? Um... Really the beat. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really a beat. I'm really a beat person. I try to be, I, I, I try to be honest, and I try not to force what I'm trying to do on the track. Um, and like I said, uh, a wrong hand, you know, kind of that's that saxophone again. You know that's what I'm saying? Joy, you got the man. horn in there. Right. It's uh, reflective. It just sounds like, uh, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like driving at night to me. It sounds like. You know, sounds sound like they're putting something in the air, just driving and just thinking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And if you, you hear the line, you know what I'm saying, uh, bright lights, you know, night life, bright lights, the city yeah. is alive, put it in drive, been in corners, right. ears burning, they talking on us, niggas and flies, you know, just really just thinking, you know, just kind of getting stuff through my mind, you know, uh, you know just, um, and truth be told is, um, you know, just kind of the same way, just kind of just looking at my life, reflecting on my life, uh, looking at um, decisions that I made, whether I feel that they're right or wrong, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of just being transparent, you know, um, just let you know that like, I didn't have to drive to put in time to keep hoop bridge a lot. I was lazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, just really just talking about uh, myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have discipline to stick with it, you know, to be a football star, you know. So it's like I had dreams and I gave up on them, but the fact that I gave up on my dreams of what I intended, what I felt like I could have been, it yeah. doesn't mean that, you know, doesn't mean that I can't be successful in something else that I choose to be, you know. I, I believe that successful people will be 
successful or whatever they were going to be. Like LeBron James, if right. he didn't hoop, I think he would have been one of the world's best accountants, but he wasn't an accountant. He was a basketball player. You right, know what I'm right. I feel like his drive and his passion made him the best in whatever he was going to be. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that goes for you know, anybody. You know, that goes for you. You would, you know, you know, you just gave me an exceptional interview. If you didn't do that, might have been an exceptional mechanic. You know what I'm saying? Right, whatever, right. You, you know, whatever, you. whatever we, whatever we are successful in, then we would have been successful in some other shape or form. You know, that's you know, I think that also goes back to what we were talking about earlier. How black, you know, black, black, or brown people don't necessarily explore their options. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, Michael Jordan. You know right. what I'm saying? But nobody, you know, nobody wants to be, you know. Uh, you know, uh, the owner of, you know, the mom and pop's record store, you know right. what I'm saying? Or something like that. You know, everybody wants to be in the glamorous position, but nobody wants to, you know, do, do the smaller things that really are what makes the world go around. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, you know, I just do all that to really just ultimately say that, um, you know, we just all play our part. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm just doing it through the music, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just happy that uh, you know, I'm able to share it with the world. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, hopefully, uh, you know, I got a lot more to give, man. You know, I just, uh, I really appreciate, you know, you you giving the interview. It definitely was enlightening. Cause I usually don't stay on the phone and talk <laughs> to nobody for over an hour doing yeah. no interview in my life. I appreciate uh, it, man. Without it feeling like work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, at the same time, man, you know, I really appreciate it. You know, so I hope we are, I was able to answer your question. No, you did, so, man. So. It, it means a lot, man. And, and definitely thank you again, man. I want to thank you for taking this time, um, your precious time, rather. Just for people listening out there, man, is, is there, I guess I would ask, what's what's next in store for Guilty? Like, that is immediately um, up next. Well, shoot, um, I'm, I'm, I've been vibing with my homie, oh, no. Right. So, oh, shout right. out to him. We just right. interviewed him. We just interviewed him, yeah. Right, right. That's dope. So um yeah, I've been doing that. Um and my man's Knots, you know what I'm saying? Crazy producer out of Virginia. I don't know if you are uh, with him. Yeah, he's insane. So um he just sent me some beats. So I've been writing uh to this uh, concept E P that me and him been talking about. Nice. So, uh, I kinda of been putting that been putting that to words. So um I think Actually, I think uh, since I started doing the Knox thing, that'll probably be next. That'll probably only be about six or seven songs, so that'll probably be the next step, at least completion-wise. I'm not exactly sure uh, when I'm going to hear it, but, um, yeah, I'll be completing that probably next and shortly after the Oh No situation. I'm going to keep working with Oh No, man. I think I got a super dope vibe with Oh No, man. I want to keep doing that. Yeah. uh, some, some, Some come from me in Black Milk, too, so. I got a oh, lot, nice. lot loaded in the chamber. I got a lot loaded, man. Just watch out for me. Man, thank you. That's what's up, man. I hope we, we get to see another Random Acts album. I mean, I know P's not here no more, but I don't know if you guys got any stuff in the works. Yeah, um, yeah we're going to we, we, we'll sit down and see what uh, Black has. I'm not exactly sure. He kind of handles the production. And I know he was writing for the Random Acts album. I don't know exactly uh, what he recorded, sure. so I don't know what they, what they want to do with uh, you know as far as the presentation of it being uh, presented as random acts or just making it random acts songs. I don't know what they'll do, but, you know, hey, anything to help the family, you know, keep P name alive. Definitely, definitely. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, for real, for real. 
Well, thank you again, Guilty. I really appreciate and value your time, man. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, shout out to everybody listening. You know, make sure y'all check out Out The Box Radio. You know, it's a 24-7 station, so we play music all day long, and we have some talk shows like this show and a few others with artists. So, um, but thank you again, Guilty, man. All the best to you in your career and the future endeavors, man. I know you got a lot more to achieve. So, oh, yeah. you know, salute to the work you've been doing and all the best moving forward. Oh, uh, no, nah, it's right. nothing, Chris. I really appreciate you, man. Shout out Out the Box Radio, man. Thanks again. Thank you. So we're going to go into some music and uh, we'll be signing off, man. But keep it locked here on Out the Box Radio. Peace. Peace. Oh, baby, it's been so long. Yeah. Long. True. A lot of rap to be lying, man. Yeah. Scared to face the reality of truth. Yeah, it's true. Check, Check me. Yo. Put in time to keep hoop dreams alive I was busy with the women Thinking I was living All the while slipping Losing stride I used to hustle Bagging up weed But wasn't smart enough To separate my wants from needs I was smoking with the crew for fun All the while losing funds Burning all my treat I tried to be a thug Fighting with motherfuckers And tearing up the club I don't know what it was I needed that direction To deal with my aggression Instead of pulling weapons Squeezing slugs yeah, I was broke, rarely had dope We had to ante up the smoke Saying what I wrote with hope uh, I told myself, you want change, that's cool Remember, change starts with you It's true Yeah.